Welcome to CHP Talks. Before I introduce our guest today, I have to make a quick announcement. Unfortunately, uh, like many conservative uh, organizations, we have begun to feel the heat from YouTube and Google. Uh, they didn't like some of our content on at least one of our uh, videos recently. And rather than uh, get kicked off of YouTube right away, <laughs> That may happen eventually, uh, we hope not, but um, we are going to encourage our viewers and listeners to visit us on one of the other channels that carries our programming. So uh, CHP Talks was banned by YouTube for medical, so-called medical misinformation. We don't believe it was misinformation. We would never knowingly put out anything that is uh, false, especially regarding medical safety and so on but uh, we we realize that not everyone in the world agrees with uh, our opinions or those that are expressed on this show <clears throat> so you can view any of our censored or banned content on our brighteon channel at brighteon.com forward slash channel forward slash slash chp canada so uh with that, now I'm going to introduce our guest today, Angelina Ireland. Well, hello, listeners and viewers to CHP Talks. It's uh, tremendous to uh, be here together again with Angelina Ireland, our guest. She is, uh, oh, I'm going to bring up the uh, introduction that I had for her. Uh, Angelina Ireland is president of the Delta Hospice Society. She was born and raised in Winnipeg. She attended the University of Winnipeg and achieved a Bachelor of Arts Honors degree in political science. She continued to graduate school where she subsequently earned a master's degree in political science from Carleton University in Ottawa. And upon graduation, Angelina went to live in London, England and worked for British Telecom. Uh, she later traveled extensively throughout Morocco and Egypt. And returning to Canada, she moved to Toronto and worked as National Credit and Collections Manager. While studying accounting, she moved to Vancouver, where she spent many years working as a corporate accountant in a variety of industries across the Lower Mainland. Fifteen years ago, she ventured out into her own small business. Since then, she has been providing client accounting services to other small businesses. Uh, Angelina is a 10-year resident of Delta. She's actively involved with her community, sits on the board of directors for the Rotary Club of Ladner, and is Sergeant of, at Arms. She heads the board of Delta Hospice Society and is an active parishioner of Sacred Heart Parish in Ladner. Uh, she also was recently the keynote speaker at our CHP National Convention in Calgary. And the, the reason we have her on again, she's been a repeat guest here, is it's so important, the, the battle that she and her board are fighting to turn the, um, to restore the function or the purpose of the Delta Hospice Society to that of preserving life and uh, not allowing the government institutionalized uh, medical assistance and dying paradigm to take over uh, in every area. Anyway, kind of a long, uh, long introduction, but uh, Angelina, thanks for Squeezing some time in again, uh, you've just come through this um, recent special general meeting and just 
why don't you launch out and, and tell the viewers and listeners what they need to know so they can help the Delta Hospice Society retain its role in the preservation of life. That's right. You know, I don't know how many of the listeners out there attended our special general meeting, but it was a marathon. Uh, I want to, first of all, thank you for all of those people who, sh who showed up, who lived through it. I almost didn't, but I'll tell you that. But, you know, it was, um, it was uh, something that we never anticipated because, of course, it was a court-appointed chair and a court-appointed uh, platform. Uh, that ran the, the meeting. Um, overall, I think um, it was done well, except that it was extremely long. And, you know, things that came out in that meeting were things we couldn't um, respond to. There was no ability to defend ourselves. Uh, it was hijacked. It was, you know, an, an amazing amount of slander and defamation. But then again, we have to know who our opponents are. Yeah. And, you know, really, I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So but the, at the end of it, yeah. the outcome of the meeting the end of it was we won. We won. So, um, you know, I thank all of those people who, 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 who came out, who voted. We won. We got the supermajority we needed. And now we will be having an annual, an annual general meeting, and it will be virtual, which means all of our members across Canada can participate and can attend. And that is where we will be addressing some of the most important issues in this country today. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there's a couple of dates people need to know. Well, first of all, we have uh, just over two weeks until October 22nd for uh, new members to join the Delta Hospice Society and be able to participate as voting members in the uh, annual general meeting that is now authorized uh, by, <laughs> by this narrow margin of victory. And uh, so, so October 22nd, everyone should mark that down and say, I have an action to do. If I'm not already a member of the Delta Hospice Society, there's something I have to do before October 22nd. I have to become a member. So, uh, and we'll tell you why in a little bit, but uh, we, we want you to put that date down. And I, I don't suppose you have a date yet for the annual general meeting. Um, no, we don't. No, yeah. we don't. Because uh, it's going to be, it's going to be virtual. So therefore we have to get a platform that can handle that and that can handle procedural questions <laughs> and that can have real-time voting, right? So we can get immediate results. Sure. Because what we don't want to have happen is we want to have to be very efficient there's certain business that has to occur, occur at an AGM, but it's not going to go on for hours and hours yeah. with no, you know, uh, with just a free for all, like some kind of a circus, right? Yeah. No, certain things we need to do and we're going to get them done. Yeah. The most important thing that we need to do is we need to reelect the incumbent pro-life board of directors of the society so that we can continue to be advocates for authentic palliative care. And the other thing we need to do is we need to have a constitutional change and we can declare that this society rejects euthanasia, that this society will not promote euthanasia, that it, that it is prohibited in this society and in anything this society does, which means that when we build a new hospice, 
there will be no euthanasia in that hospice. Right. Very good. Very good. So all of the, all of you listening, if you have not already joined the Delta Hospice Society, uh, we hope that by the end of this interview, you will see the need for you to do that. And if you are a member, and if you either were not able to attend the previous meeting, or if you attended and by any chance you wore out before the three and a half hours uh, that took place of many, many, many voices speaking up, many of them saying the same things over and over. But, but um, anyway, if you, if you stuck through to the end and voted, thank you. If you were not able to do that, we also thank you for uh, making the attempt. But in this upcoming meeting, it will be essential, essential that every uh, vote, every pro-life uh, vote is counted. And as many of our fellow citizens that share our values are, you know, voting members by October 22nd. So um, the society itself, uh, Angelina, like you've, you've been the president for how long? Two years. Yeah, and uh, you've you've basically had the whole NDP government and the left-wing pro-death community come down your neck, and uh, you're still there. And so, congratulations! I am. They can't get rid of me. If you were at the meeting, you would you would have heard the kind of vitriol and hatred um, that you know I have been subjected to for about two years. But regardless, you know. they're, they're not going to, to move myself or any of the board members. So the society does not have the hospice. Uh, it's the hospice and the supportive care center was taken from us. Um, so people at the meeting were talking about the hospice. Well, you know, look, that, that's a dead issue. No pun intended. That is over. We do not have the hospice. This, this meeting um, and the, is about the future of the society. We have assets which they, you know, the pro-death camp would love to get their hands on. But this is not a local issue, as they would have also had like, you know, to suggest it was, it is not. That has been, that is final, that's finished. Delta Hospice Society is a national society. The national membership has been endorsed by the highest court of British Columbia. Every person in this country has the right to be a member to participate, to vote, have a voice in the future of the society. Our vision is to build another hospice, a euthanasia-free hospice that will promote authentic palliative care. But it doesn't just stop there. Because of our experience, we want to help other communities build hospices that are euthanasia-free. And we call this hospice sanctuary. This, this vision that we have. You see, Rod, they took 10 of our palliative care beds from us because we refused to kill our patients. So we wanna be responsible for creating 10,000 euthanasia-free palliative care beds. Yeah. And that is our vision. Yeah. So you know, we need people who believe in us to join us and we can help other communities to you know, create hospices that are sanctuaries for the people that they love in their last days. That's why we're here. Very good. You know, and for any of you listeners and viewers who may have been on the call 
in the first few minutes, uh, the pro-death community, uh, the left leftists uh, in our country, they know how to, you know, flood the airwaves and to get to the microphone first. And and in the first half an hour, uh, there was an awful lot of negativity thrown at Angelina. I'm just glad that you are a strong warrior woman who, uh, you know, you take the slings and arrows and then you get up and keep on going. But um, I, if anyone was shaken by that, uh, you know, slander that took place, I I hope that uh, you will give it sober second thought and come back and say, just because someone made accusations does not mean that they are valid accusations. One of the things they said over and over, <clears throat> they talked about, uh, you know, hijacking the society and whatever, and people from outside, they didn't want people from across the country to be able to be involved in the Delta Hospice Society, um, which is now a national <laughs> society. Um, <clears throat> but I, I finally was able to get a few words in there near the end. And uh, I said, if you're actually worried about having your assets and your hard work taken away by someone outside, how about, uh, you know, uh, being concerned about Adrian Dix and, and uh, John Horgan from Victoria, you know, uh, grabbing eight and a half million dollars worth of, of sacrificially, you know, donated, contributed, you know, uh, assets, uh, which is what happened. And, and all because you refuse to kill your patients. And that's, uh, I think is just unbelievable, but that's where we're at in the country today. So. Yeah, it is. And it's an, been an incredibly well-organized, like you said, the, the left is, is fantastic in mobilizing their people and organizing, and we need to learn how to do that quite honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they have created a group. It's called take back Delta hospice. They came after us with everything they had. Uh, they weren't be, they weren't successful. We never surrendered. But you know, now they come after us to try to. That was behind the no the no vote on that night of the meeting. And I said to them, I said, listen, you know what? Take back Delta Hospice. You should be saying, yeah, take back Delta Hospice from the government. Yeah. You know, from the health authority that stole it. Why are you bothering us? And right. they've also created another local or hospice organization called Heron Hospice Society. So they have a local organization. Um, and again, you know, this is what I think ultimately what they would like to do is try to somehow get a hold of Delta Hospice Society, take our assets, feed it into Heron Hospice Society, which is their local hospice society, because it's not us, right? And then somehow work together with the government to, you know, sort of implement this whole plan of made and euthanasia but for those of us of you who are not on the ground and don't know that it just make they just tried to make us sound like monsters right yeah, yeah. but you know look we've, we've we've done everything we can do in the community to try to save the hospice it was taken and now there is no there is no local anything local we can do in terms of you know we still provide however i will say we still are involved in providing the bereavement and counseling services that we always have. We've never stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. So we do have, you know, we do give that to the community um, and we're the only ones who really do that. So, you know, that is what we give back. But in terms of our future goals, our future goals are to, to build another hospice. Yeah. 
Um, and it has to be a hospice that protects uh, the most vulnerable. And, and across the country, there is very little really palliative care available to people in, uh, that need it, right? Um, and the government has moved very much in the direction of uh, bumping you off rather than helping you, uh, you know, in your day, final days when you actually need support and encouragement. Uh, the government seems to have gone down this terrible path of uh, shortening the journey in, instead of, you know, making it more pleasant. So um, what would you have uh, people to know i mean first of all we're gonna we're gonna tell people how they can become members and i hope that everyone listening to this broadcast if they have not already taken out a membership that you will do that and uh, don't wait until october 22nd do it today or tomorrow and uh so what are the different ways that people can become members of the delta hospice is that you can go to our website it's deltahospice.org and there's a membership uh, page there and you can buy a membership online and or if you're not comfortable with that because some people are not they don't want to put their credit card online uh, for fear that something's going to happen and they're going to end up getting hacked and it's going to be a problem so we have a 1-800 number it's 1-800-232-1589 and if you want to speak directly with me you can hit number two and that's my direct line. Um, if you want to go directly to the office, uh, and hopefully someone will be there to accept your call, you can use the administration and membership office. So either way, and there's another line there you can also hit, you need to speak to a person, leave a message, we'll get right, right back to you as soon as possible. Uh, but the important thing is we want to make it as accessible as possible to be able to buy a membership. Because Everything that's happened to us in the last 22 months, uh, the, the attack by the government, the attack by these interlopers who, who want to basically take the rest of our assets, you know, it all comes down to this moment. And that is the virtual AGM. So people across this country who truly care about these pro-life issues, that truly want to protect people in the last stages of living, have an opportunity. They have an opportunity to vote for a pro-life board of directors, and they have an opportunity to vote to reject euthanasia. And that is the that is what this has all been about. Ultimately, we want to be able to pursue our our vision of creating hospices. Delta Hospice Society now will create those euthanasia-free hospices in conjunction and partnership with any organizations that want to provide a sanctuary. Because as the months and the years go on, what has happened to us will happen to every palliative care organization that is funded by the government. So people have to have a parallel opportunity, right? We have to have a parallel system where people can go into a sanctuary where they don't have to be afraid of being killed. Uh, when they're there as a patient. And so that is what, you know, our vision is as a society going forward. This is an opportunity to walk our faith. This is an opportunity to have an impact, a national impact on 
the palliative care movement, because the palliative care movement in this country is under assault. They want to push euthanasia into palliative care where it does not belong. Um, and if we allow that to happen, we will lose this gift to humanity, which is a national treasure. We will lose it if we do not stand to protect it. So I ask you, if you know people, two people that would support our vision and our mission, now is the time for them to become members of the Delta Hospice Society. And I'll just say, uh, you know, this vote, I know I hung around. I had, I really was anxious to, uh, I, I had a place I needed to go, but I hung on till the bitter end of that, uh, that vote. And as I understand, <clears throat> about a little over 4,000 people voted and the vote passed by 47 votes. Yeah, well, we needed, we needed, 66 to two-third percent so we needed like a super majority right we saw just a 50 percent thing no we needed we needed a lot we needed to really to really overwhelm um our opposition which we did uh they you know the filibuster started lasted three and a half hours um the slander and the defamate you name it, it lasted for three and a half hours but still our people stayed and they had faith in us um, you know, I, this, look, it needs to be said, this is a volunteer position for me. All this grief, okay, it's for, I don't get anything for it. But do it out of the love and respect that I have for God and for the sanctity of life. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's tough. Nobody said this was going to be easy. This is a, the toughest battle <clears throat> um, around right? It's, the, it's in the pro-life movement. Uh, and if we don't stand, they will continue to slaughter babies in the womb, and they will move on to slaughter the sick and the infirm, the elderly, the vulnerable in their beds. That's the bottom line. Yeah. So you got to have a thick skin. It doesn't matter what they throw at you. You cannot go down. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> thank you so much. Uh, Delta Hospice Society is really blessed to have you at the helm and uh, that you aren't one who knuckles under just when to go and get stuff, uh, take a licking and keep on ticking. And uh, so for people listening in, if you haven't got the message, here's the message. Join the Delta Hospice Society. And if you're already a member, <clears throat> ensure that you find one or two or three or four friends who are like-minded, who will join. <clears throat> and whether or not you participated in the last uh, special general meeting, when the uh, annual general meeting is announced, the virtual annual general meeting, when it is announced, adjust your schedule, if at all possible, so that you can stay as long as it takes to vote on uh, approving the current board. And there's, I understand a couple of new pro-life members, someone will be getting you information about who they are that deserve your support, who will stand for life, and uh, also to vote on the future direction of the Delta Hospice Society, that it would be a principled pro-life, uh, non-euthanasia organization dedicated to providing true palliative care for those in need. So 
Um, this is this is where the battle is right now. We we fight a lot of battles. Some of them, I would say, many of them we lose. <laughs> many of them we get beaten down, or we haven't been in the right place at the right time to to get a positive result. This is one that we can win. We should win. We must win. Uh, for the sake of the elderly, the vulnerable, and the sanctity of life itself. So, uh, God bless you all. Angelina, thank you again. So, deltahospice.org to get your membership, 1-800 or 1-800-232-1589. And if you want to speak to Angelina herself, um, number two, press the number two and you can do that. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Angelina. God bless you as you carry on this important work. Thank you for taking the time to be with us again. And uh, we just look forward to celebrating the victory together after the annual general meeting. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rod, for all your support. Thank you.